What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This show comes to you each and every weekday morning right here in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. It is the 27th of May. My gosh, 2021, the Eric Zane Show podcast begins now. Hey, hey. Hey, this is Blue State Rob, and you're listening to the Eric Zane Show podcast, a show hosted by a liberal Republican whose ancestry dates back to the small country of Armenia and fueled by bouts of anxiety and adult attention hyperactivity disorder, also known as ADHD. It's not the best, but still better than radio. Anyway, here's your host, Eric Zane. Thank you, Rob. Pride of Portland, Maine, the one and only Jimmy bringing us the music. And uh, Rob, of course, in New Jersey, thank you so much. I appreciate that. This is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Monday through Friday, right here. You can watch it live on Facebook as it happens. Uh, Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Please share it. Please like it. Thank you so much. It's brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, Periscope Video, on Twitter, brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Uh, Blue Frost IT, please retweet it with a snarky comment. Some good snarky comments the other day. Seem to be only two of you that do that. Uh, Bleeding Heart Brian and Sarah Rook Rock Roch are the only ones that say smart-ass comments. Keep it up. I deserve it. And then on YouTube, Eric Zane Show on YouTube, if you could, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification, like button, off you go. I'm on Instagram, Eric Zane Show on Instagram, brought to you by the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Always available via email, eric at ericsaneshow.com on the Shoreliner striping inbox. Uh, stripe the parking lot, make it look nice, sweep it out nicely. Uh, if you need more information about this, shorelinersstriping.com. That's where you find out everything you need to uh, know about them. Okay. And, of course, wherever you download podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, CastBox, Spotify, uh, whatever it is, I'm there. Thank you so much. Subscribe to the audio podcast. You can have it uh, uh, there waiting for you as it arrives. Some of you listen as it happens live. Some wait till later on. Some of you are catching up. You're, like, way behind. I, I don't think this is a binge-worthy show because it's not, like, episodic. You, you don't have to listen to one Eric Zancho podcast to know what happens in the next one. I mean, seriously, it's not like I write this thing. You ever like uh, stumble, stumble upon a podcast that has like a really, really high production value? Like there's, they're doing a lot of things to make it all come together. It's like professional. Who knew that podcasts would actually get to a point where they're professionally made? You know, like the one with Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen, which is shit, Okay. Uh, it's not like anything interesting happens on that podcast, but, uh, you know, 
the amount of production there. There's like whole staffs of, of people that uh, put these things together. Same thing with radio shows. Whenever you hear about a radio show where they say, yeah, hey, he's a writer for the Howard Stern show. I'm like, what are you writing? Radio doesn't need writers. There, unless this is a scripted show, okay? Uh, what's the one show I watch? Or not watch, listen to. Um, the guy, Hank Azaria, um, he does, what is the name of the show? He does a character. Brockmire. The Brockmire podcast is awesome. And that one actually requires writers. That's an example of this type of medium, uh, whether it be radio or TV, that actually is written. Brock Meyer is the washed-up uh, uh, sports announcer, baseball announcer, who's trying to get his work his way back to the bigs. And so uh, in, in the podcast, he interviews people, and uh, there, there's a high degree of uh, scripting that goes into his questions. He's got a, his character, Jim Brockmeyer, and uh, his his producer that's with him. I don't know her name. And uh, so he interviews famous people and real famous people. A little uh, between two ferns going on. And then their answers are honest. Some play along better than others. But God, do I love this podcast. The first one uh, came out April 7th is Charles Barkley. Now, I love Sir Charles. And Sir, <clears throat> excuse me, Sir Charles on his own is funny. Hang on. Sir Charles on his own is very, very funny. Brock Meyer's great. And uh I I highly recommend this. And it I through gritted teeth normally do I ever listen to podcasts or even recommend them. They're very, very rarely will, will I say, you gotta listen to this show. Uh, because uh, most of them I just cannot handle it. I just I just don't like much. I'm very, very finicky. But the Jim Brockmeyer podcast, I was turned on to it by uh, Stu McAllister. And it is, uh, it's really interesting and funny. I love it. I don't normally like to go, hey, yeah, go ahead and listen to this other podcast. Don't listen to mine. But, okay, when you get done listening to mine, listen to Brockmeyer. He then in- interviews Rich Eisen, also very, very funny. And I, uh, I have to get caught up because the next one is uh, Jamel Hill. And then Dan Patrick. I'm anxious to see what he does with Jamel Hill. Because I might learn a lot more about her. Because uh, she's been, um, she's super woke. So I'm, I'm, interesting in, I'm, I'm interested in seeing how he handles this. Because the character is not woke. So I want to see how she rolls with it. And then Dan Patrick. Goes with I don't need to tell you anything about Dan Patrick. Everybody knows about Dan Patrick, so that is cool. Back in the day, I still don't know how he pulled it off. I think it had to do with uh, the connection that Peter Kosan had with people, but for some reason, uh, Greg Chris Eric got invited to host the Dan Patrick Show, and um. Man, I I can't figure out how that even happened. But uh, I guess we were living right. And the next thing you know, from our studios in Grand Rapids, we're hosting a show. And (laughs) BBL at the time, obviously I had no connection with them at the time, they carried the Dan Patrick show. 
and they had no idea that this was happening. So we get done with our regular show on GRD, and then the Dan Patrick show starts, and Greg, Chris, Eric are now hosting. We're on BBL through the Dan Patrick show. Now, here's your guest host, the Free Beer and Hot Wings show. They're like, what? Holy shit. Michael Gray's like, ah, fuck, shit. No, no, my God. Uh, Jesus, I suck. Oh, I can't stand that guy. But, uh, yeah, so that that actually happened. And then I think there was, uh, I think we hosted his show like two times from Grand Rapids or maybe once. I don't really remember. And then they actually invited us to their studio in uh, either New York or Connecticut in this little town. Uh, and we walk into the studio and, and, and hosted with uh, all of the Danettes. And I, uh, again, for the life of me, it must have been they had just, uh, I mean, Greg has some sports knowledge and, and uh, so that, that, that had, we, we didn't even, Chris and I didn't even need to be there, frankly. We were just there as, I think, just moral support. So I just basically fucked around, but it, we were on TV. So that was a huge thrill. And I, I don't have a, uh, it, it, any of the footage of it. It's like, uh, it's like gone. I, I never got my hands on it and it vanished from the internet, probably scrubbed by the Dan Patrick show because they didn't want any part of it. But, uh, uh, I guess it went okay. I kind of just did it and then we flew back and then that was it. But, uh, to this day, I tell people that I did that and they're like, yeah, right. Whatever. But no, I really, I did. I was there. I was, I, I, somewhere there's proof. But, uh, all right, bygone days, 143 days until the October 17th Grand Rapids Half Marathon showdown with Mike Ball. I've talked about it last several days. The uh, I, I don't even know how we got to this point where, um, and, and I have, I have, um, I've been doing this my whole life race challenges take place uh and then occasion well no i think only one time i have won one of these and that was the time at the uh half marathon at disney and uh, i was probably 39 years old then and uh 16 year old logan belgraf who at the time was probably able to run a uh Oh, one hour, 18 minute, half marathon. Very, very talented runner. Challenged him. And uh, about six miles in, I had been catching him. And I, I thought that was weird because I had no business. But for uh, some reason, we were doing the race. And I, I didn't think I was going to beat him. But then I'm like, well, wait a minute. What the hell is he doing right there? He's going, he's going like my pace. It's like way off of his pace. And then so he doesn't know I'm behind him. And then all of a sudden he stops. Stop running. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's dead. He's dead. Holy shit. And uh, that was it. And uh, so I go, Logan, oh, s- smell you later. And then uh, he kind of walked it in. And uh, so he, I never let him live that one down. And then he smashed my face in uh, from that point forward. There was the time I raced that uh, guy, Benner Crombie. You remember him, Ben? He was an intern on the Free Bear and Howling show. And we did a uh, big half-mile race challenge. And he rubbed my nose and shit. Okay, that was bad. Now there's this. Here I am. I'll be 51 years old when this race happens. October 17th, Grand Rapids Half Marathon. 
Uh, it's all a blur as to I think that did I make the challenge? Did he make the challenge? I don't even remember. All I know is that he's like, okay, man, let's race. Okay, yeah, or whatever. So uh, it, it's happening. Half marathon. Mike Ball, who is in much better shape than I thought. Just this past weekend, Sunday, th- get this. He does, he's in Chattanooga, Tennessee. He does the um, Ironman 70.3, which is a half iron. Okay, normally the distance is uh, 140.6. Uh, this is uh, 70.3. And, uh, okay, so that's 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 not easy work at all. you got to be in great shape to be able to just finish this. And he did more than that. He, he kicked lots of ass. He's in great shape. It's at this point that I'm like, I, I, uh, I look up his, um, his results over the weekend, and I'm expecting one thing, and I see that he did much better than I thought. I'm like, oh, no. I'm dead. What am I going to do? I am not in any shape to even, you know, get through 20 miles in a week right now. Shit. Here he is crushing a 70.3. Oh, boy. And then he uh, gets on an airplane after finishing this thing. So, again, just so you know, he swims 1.2 miles. That's just the warm-up. Gets on a bike for, uh, I don't know, 55 miles or so. And then he runs a half marathon. He, he did very well. Then he has to get on an airplane, fly back. He uh, lands about 11 p.m. Sunday night, and then he has to load his trucks to deliver little Debbie in the morning. So he goes from the airport to his warehouse, loads, starts working, and then goes home, gets in bed at 2 o'clock, gets up before the crack of dawn, delivers a full day's worth of sugar confectionery delight from Little Debbie to all of the stores in West Michigan and then shows up at my house before he goes home, like 6 o'clock at night, to give me my training fuel, which is Little Debbie snack cakes, which is just his way of saying, fuck you, you're dead. Son of a bitch! That was on Monday. Where And then after he left, I did my workout Monday, the first day of my training for this. Again, I'm fatter than I've ever been. I'm terribly out of shape. Completely let myself go. And here I am challenging uh, a guy who's in tip-top shape to a half marathon. I did the workout, except replaced did the workout with didn't finish the workout on Monday. It wasn't a big deal. You warm up for a mile. You do a mile repeat at uh, at, uh, threshold, okay, which is uh, a little bit faster than uh, half marathon. No, it's about 10K pace, okay, 10K pace. And for me, it's not fast. Lucky to hit eight minutes on a mile. Then you stand there for two minutes and do number two. I did the first lap of mile number two, stopped, went home, exhausted, ruined. I said, well, Rome wasn't built in a day. Uh, I don't have to really start training until June 28th. That's 16 weeks out from this half marathon. I just want to get through the day. I want to get through the whole week's worth of running. I want to run the whole week. So if I cut this workout short, no big deal. Okay, no big deal. I convinced myself of that. I followed up Monday with Tuesday by not working out at all. I I didn't do anything. That leads... Uh, me to yesterday 
Yesterday is a little bit different than Monday. I'm doing half-mile repeats. All I got to do is three of them. A little bit faster than 10K pace. I got to do it about 5K pace. However, my first half-mile was at the same pace that I did the miles, which is supposed to be 10K pace. Well, I did the first one, and I'm ruined. I used to do these at about, for a workout just like this, when I was in shape, I used to do 10 to 14 of these half-mile repeats at about 3 minutes, 8 seconds for the half-mile. Yesterday, I did it, the one, I only had to do three of them. I did the first one at 3.59, more than 50 seconds slower than what, than what I was doing it not that long ago. It gives you an idea. You think, oh, hell, Zane only 51 seconds. No, that's that's a huge amount of time. That is, that is awful, okay? A six-minute, 16-second pace per mile to now eight minutes a mile. It's absolutely shitty. Horrible. It's like, fuck. I got that first one done, and I'm like, <gasps> and then after you do the first half mile, you're not supposed to stand there. You're supposed to jog around the track for a quarter. And it's supposed to be at a certain, at like a uh, recovery pace. But my recovery pace is like walking. So <laughs> Hey, oh shit. And then um you go right into number two. You don't you don't stop. You just like jog into uh your second interval. And uh okay, I hit that one at about four oh five. So I'm getting slower. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to descend, you're supposed to get a little bit faster every one. No. No, 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 no. My God. And then I uh Kind of jogged around for my second recovery. I'm getting ready to start number three. And I grabbed my keys and went home. <laughs> oh. This is not good. Let's see. I texted Mike Ball. 7.48 last night. Couldn't make it through the workout again. What I'm thinking is I have to, in order for me to get to the workout, I have to slow down on those first two. I'm going too fast at an already abortion uh, pace of eight minutes a mile. I need to slow it down in order to just, all I'm looking to do at this point is make it through the workout. I can't even do three intervals at a, at, at an eight minute a mile pace. Half-mile intervals at an eight-minute-a-mile pace. Mike, right now, could run an entire half-marathon at that pace like, and be talking the whole time. I'm fucked. I am so dead. Couldn't make it through the workout again. He writes, love how your training is going with laughy emoji. I respond with, fuck. Now, here he is. Just a handful of days removed from this half iron. Yeah, I got in a nice and easy five and a half miles at Striders. My training starts back up tomorrow in full today. I got a new goal. Uh, and that is 
for the Grand Rapids Half Iron, for the Grand Rapids Triathlon, it's an iron distance event. It's not an actual Ironman sanctioned event. For the run, which is another uh, half marathon for his triathlon. Uh, yeah, for the run, I hope to uh, rip off 745 a mile. That's the alleged pace that you think I can run the half in Grand Rapids in. Game fucking on. I wrote, I'm dead. He wrote, don't quit. This is going to be amazing. And I wrote, I'm not going to quit, you asshole. And he says, nope, I'm getting a hold of Don and Larry Crabb. Don's a guy who owns the Grand Rapids Marathon. I'm getting a hold of Don and Larry Crabb. I'm going to get big boxing-style match posters made. Shut up. All right, back to the drawing board. This is going to be rough. Oh, boy. I will say this. I did not eat like an asshole. I haven't at all this week, actually. This week, I have not eaten. Do you remember my dad when he had advice for Derek yesterday on, um, hang on, on Dear Meathead? He said, Derek, Derek, you are disgusting. He thought he didn't know he was talking to me. Uh, So, I don't know. Silver lining? I'm trying to find something positive out of all this. Nobody is going to give me a chance, and I don't blame you. Uh, I cannot believe I, I I am attempting this. I, I, I think I should change my goals and, and just and lower it to, uh, you know, I need to sign up for one of those uh, local fun runs where, you know, uh, they, they it's a 5K, and then the very last people to start are the old ladies and the old men. And the and the uh, and the pregnant women who uh, who have babies with them, and they're pregnant, and maybe the uh, you know those type of pe- the, the walkers that kind of just take their it takes like a whole day to get through a five k. I think that's where I'm at right now. This is absolute shit, man. Ever since I okay. This all happened. I am at this point right now because of getting fired. Back no, what, Eric. Which time you've been fired three times from Grand Rapids Radio? What do you? Which, which one? Are you, okay, the first one. The second that happened, and then I had to start to actually try and work, and uh, and and put in more time to doing a radio show. That's when I stopped doing triathlon. I was so focused on radio, I couldn't, I, could, I had no time. So I quit it all, and since then, it's been just dead. Okay, what's gone down is is uh, my fitness. What's gone up is my level of fat, my cholesterol. My doctor's sitting there, he looks at my blood work, he's tapping his foot. He's like, what's happened to you? What happened to you? Look at, in 2016, you were 151 pounds. Your LDL was 88. Here you are. Uh, f- uh, five years later, you're uh, six years later. You're you're 175 pounds. Your LDL is through the roof. You look like shit. What are you doing? Your your HDL, the good cholesterol, has gone way down. Uh, seriously, I mean, you only have one kidney now. You're just you're just asking for trouble. Oh my gosh. 
tell you what, though, nothing gets me motivated more than me beating the shit out of me. So, yeah, right now I'm saying I'm fucked, and I probably am, but uh, I'm not. I am. I am more motivated than ever. I am not giving up. I I am still very very energized and pissed off. I am pissed. Jeez. All right. So that's what's happening with that. It is. Uh, it's downright ugly right now. Can't even get a workout done. Man. I'm sure you guys are brutal on the comments. Kate says, you got this, Eric. Thank you, Kate. I appreciate that. Nick's got a birthday. <laughs> Which Nick, by the way, says Eric's new goal, survive. Fuck. <sighs> Nate. Nathan uh, Ruda Rutta says, you got this. I'm putting money on it. You are? Come on. All right. Stevie says, I get it, Eric. It's hard to start up again. You have to go slow and steady. Yeah, you're right. I know. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for all the uh, support. It's going to be great. When this race happens October 17th, this is a perfect opportunity for us to get together. And uh, and at the finish line, you can cheer on Mike Ball when he finishes 25 minutes ahead of me. And then I'll be in there uh, uh, pulling a trailer. Holy crap. All right, big day yesterday. Eric Zancho podcast, haircut school. Look at that. Look at that haircut. Look at that. Now, truth be told, it's just it's just clippers. You just take it, you just take it. Number three on the sides. Uh, number five on top. But but then you gotta take the guard off. Well, no, first you put a number one on. You do the eyebrows nice and trim. Then you take no guard. You just do a comb up the side and run the uh, clippers along the comb as the little hairs, and then taper it. You gotta taper it appropriately. Uh, Queen of the Forest has to do the back, my neck. I'm I'm using my I'm using my off hand. I go, that's okay, no problem. Clean it up nice, high and tight, handsome as ever. I got that. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, I may be slow and fat, and I'm going to show you my belly whenever I can. But at the end of the day, Mike Ball still looks like fuck. All right, seriously. There are uh, uh, guys, uh, uh, pictures of Nazi death camp survivors who are like, holy shit, man, that guy is ugly. He looks like fuck. So eat tons of shit. Andrea says, yeah, you were looking shaggy at the game Saturday. Yeah, I cleaned it up, Andrea, just for you. All right. Yesterday, the queen of the forest began rehab. Rehab. Oh, my God. And, you know, this is going to be a, a such a process for her because um, the doc said, okay, yeah, you can't so much as, like, lift a coffee cup for, like, the next year. This gives you an idea of how serious shoulder surgery is for the queen of the forest. So uh, she, she heads into this rehab place, and, uh, oh, my God, it is uh, so basic. You, you have this really, really bright, sweet – 
young man who appears to know everything. You ever notice that the, it seems like the PTs seem to know more than like the doctors? You know, it, it, they, they always seem to have a better handle as to what's going on in the intricacies of something like this. Because, the, I don't know, it's just something about the expertise. But um, the way they um, use just movement to get you back. And by the way, um, even just a handful of years ago, when you have, because um, Diana had frozen shoulder and a hole in the rotator cuff. They repaired the hole in the rotator cuff. And so now they have to rehab her from that while the frozen shoulder is kind of like being manipulated. But back in the day, hell, a handful of years ago, Diana had this done. If you have frozen shoulder... They knock you out, and then they just crack it, you know, and all the scar tissue actually physically breaks, and then they go, all right, go home and rehab it. They don't do that anymore. Now they do it differently, and that was just not long ago. So this guy has a very, very difficult task of bringing her back, bringing that shoulder back without doing any damage to the surgery that was done. So this is not easy, but this guy is worth every penny, I'm telling you. And so he's sitting there, like, for an hour, Basically just doing range of motion things, kind of like uh, moving it to a point that it can go, the shoulder, just shy of pain, just shy. And he knows exactly where to go. He's kind of like watching her face. And as soon as she, she kind of starts to wince, he backs it down a little bit. And then he knows exactly where that is and then goes back to rest, brings it back to where it's just short of any bit of discomfort, doesn't want to hurt her. And man, and then he goes like a, a, a like a lateral raise, lateral raise, and then a frontal raise, and really, really great. And uh, it's loosening up slowly, but then of course, by the time she gets home, it's going to be back to oh fuck, this is painful. And then he puts her into this like uh, cuff, and it's it it gets cold, and it, uh, it it offers like compression for like ten minutes. She's got to sit there. This dude is so great, and uh, so. Like, yeah, okay, well, we'll uh, get used to seeing you for the next year. Seriously, it's that, wow, yeah. So um, kind of like um, what she has to deal with right now. But for the most part, I mean, we're just we're two, we- uh, two weeks and a day since that surgery, but she's doing okay. I uh, had the discussion with the Queen of the Forest about going up north tomorrow. And as uh, I've mentioned earlier in the week, uh, I will be doing no podcasting after today. Uh, we're just kind of going to kind of blow by the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Schedules didn't work out. Ben recorded yesterday with the Balls Out show. So it's all kind of wonky in timing. So I apologize for that. But um, I will be uh, uh, making up the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, getting back after it next week. So no podcasting tomorrow. All right. Um, and. Uh, I will have a best of show though, you know, like old material that I've, because, you know, of course the sponsor is still very, very important and uh, I want to get their messages out and I want you to have something to listen to and it's going to be something great from the past and uh, it's worth a second listen, you know, easier to get it this way than having to go back and search out something that you like, you know, plus it's all like kind of all in there and one big greatest hits for the day. So part of the day though was I go, Hey Diana. And I talked about this, uh, I think on the Patreon, The idea is, I know for a fact that the NFK, my brother-in-law, Kevin, he loves going up north with us. Well, I've only taken him up there. It was just him and I, and we went once. And, uh, you know, um, so knowing that 
he would enjoy that. I would feel, I wouldn't feel good if we just like took off and left him here. So he's just here. And, and, uh, you know, what also is an issue is we don't have a landline phone here. So if anything goes wrong, he can't get to a phone to call for help. So it's kind of a better idea to get him with, keep him with us, you know? And, uh, so, and, and I just, I wouldn't be comfortable with just, ah, hey, yeah, smell you later. We're going to be gone for the long weekend. Just stay here by yourself. And, uh, it, it just doesn't set with me. So, uh, you know, with that, you get the full package, you know, the NFK and all of the accoutrements that come with the NFK, like the Ham's beer shit cannon, which fired off yesterday. Okay. The area, the um, artillery field where the Hamsbeer shit cannon fires is um, this one particular bathroom. He uses two. And I'm like, oh, shit, I wish you would just use one. Uh, he has enough sense to go to the back bathroom when the Hamsbeer shit howitzer is going to fire. Now, it is, he never ever, if he has to go pee, he will never ever put the seat down after he goes pee. Okay. So if the seat is down after he uses the bathroom, you know he was seated. Taking a dump. And I've said to him, I go, when I got sick and tired of having to use a putty knife to clean up after him, seriously, uh, after the Hamsbeer shit cannon uh, leaves the shit freckles on the uh, underside of the seat and the, and the rim of the toilet, I said to him, I go, okay, buddy, I can't take it anymore. Can you, I go, look, when you get done going number two, I need you to lift up the seat to look to see if there's a mess. And if there is, you're going to have an easier time cleaning it because your feces is going to be in liquid form still. Please clean up after yourself. Oh, okay, man. Sure. Yeah. Shit. Fuck. Yeah. I will. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. If, but. Him remembering things, it's just sometimes it happens, most times it doesn't. I walked by there yesterday, and the seat is down. If the seat is down, that means he hasn't looked, which means if there was a problem, it's going to be there. And it's like a little jack-in-the-box of shit because you lift the fucking seat up, and there it is, the freckles. And I'm like, ah, fuck. And it's just a horrible, horrible thing to be exposed to. I don't wish it uh, on on anybody. It's just it's just awful. And I, I I'll give him credit when I bring it up. He doesn't give me any shit about it. He's, he's already given me the shit. It's on the underside of the toilet seat. So I go, hey hey, Kevy, uh, there's a surprise for you in the bathroom. Can you clean that? Oh yeah, shit, fuck yeah, okay yeah, all right. So I'm like, okay, this is gonna be rough. So um, I say to him, I go, hey um. Your sister and I are going up north, and uh, you're more than welcome to come. Now, the idea, I, Diana says to me, you know, I, I go, I, I want to offer it. I have to offer it. it. I wouldn't be able to feel, I wouldn't feel right if we didn't offer. But I want to give him full disclosure as to what's going on, and in the event that when I tell him what is on the agenda, he may, it may not sound good to him, and he might say, ah, oh, no, I'd rather just stay here. Now, if he agrees to stay here, bullet dodge. Then I don't have to worry about smelling shit inside of the camper. I don't have to worry about the hams or shit cannon. I honestly don't mind his company. I enjoy his company 
provided I don't get them enraged, which happens quite a bit. You have to be very, very careful about what you talk about. Uh, but for the most part, I, I don't mind uh, the, the, the company. And frankly, I'm kind of just along for the ride because, uh, I mean, Diana and her brother, they're the only two surviving members of that family. Everybody else has passed on. And, you know, you whatever. And it, it brings nuance. It brings uh, it brings uh, spontaneity. It's the spice of life. All that shit. I, I'm all about it. And this is simply the uh, Lexapro talking. If I was not medicated right now, I'd be enraged and just, you know, ah, fuck this, fuck that. I'd be terrible. But this this medicine is absolutely so wonderful. It has saved my life. I mean, seriously. I, I wouldn't even be married right now if I hadn't if I wasn't taking the uh, medicine. But anyway, so it does nothing nothing really bothers me that much anymore. Even the Ham's beer shit cannon. Okay. So uh full disclosure, I go, hey, we're going up north. You're more than welcome to come, just so you know. My uh my dad, my stepmom, charity scam Mike, my stepsister Elizabeth, their kids are gonna be there. Uh Sophia, that's the uh young lady with um who has worst case of autism you'll ever see, completely nonverbal. Uh and and another uh elderly couple, charity scam Mike's mom and dad are gonna be there. So and I tell him that because remember, I told you one time he wanted to go up with, I invited him up with me and his exact quote was, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go up there with people there because I'm afraid I might say cock. And that was the funniest thing I'd heard. What? Yeah, man. Hey, I don't want to go. Cause I might say cock. <laughs> so, okay. All right. That, that's up to you. If you don't, he goes, he actually was concerned about not being able to control himself. Like, well, yeah, you can absolutely control yourself. Whenever we have visitors coming over our house, they have no idea that you like to say the word cock because you, you're under control. The only thing that makes them think that you're a little bit cuckoo is that you don't understand um, uh, social space and he gets way too close to you. You know, he's like this far away from you while you're, hey, nice to meet you. And he's like this far. Hey, I, yeah. So. Um, so you can absolutely control yourself. Just, I've seen it, but he's not convinced. So I tell him that we will be with mixed company. Now they're not actually staying. And I said to him, I go, they're not actually staying at our place. They have a place nearby, but we will be going over there, having dinner. They'll be coming over here. We'll have a campfire, eat some s'mores, whatever. So it could be win-win where at the same time, as much as I don't mind the company, if it's just Diana and I together, it's just easier, you know? Um, so it's not that I don't want him. I don't not want him to go. Um, it's just easier that way. But if he decides to go, I'm fine with it. So I figure, okay, I'll invite him. And then uh, with all the people that are coming, he's probably going to be worried. He's going to say cock. And he's going to say, I'm not, but that's not at all what he did. He goes, I tell him, he goes, oh, okay. And I go, think about it. I'll, I'll, I'll get back with you about half an hour later. Cause everything's got to be like slow and deliberate. I, he, he can't just tell me right then. He's got to think about it. So I come back. I go, Hey buddy. Uh, so what do you think? He goes, yeah, man, I think I want to go. Yeah. That, that sounds like fun, man. Shit. Fuck. Cock. I'm like, oh, okay. Yes. So, okay. We've got an adventure. Now here's the thing. The NFK 
can't handle taking a shit in the house. I have to go over the ground rules with him about taking a dump in the trailer. Um, or the, not the trailer, in the, uh, in the camper. So now there is an outhouse on the property. But now I want to put him in there. But when he goes poo, not, not to sleep. Well, no, it would be great if he slept in there. He'd probably be happy. But I'm afraid he might actually fall into it. So that can't happen. So then there's the whole thing about when you go into the camper and you have to take a dump, there's some very, very important things that must happen. You must open up that thingy above you that, that opens up you know, to the outside, and you must turn that fan on. If you don't, it's going to destroy everything because you're going to shit, and it's going to just go through the camper, and everything's going to be terrible, and the dogs are going to die. We're all going to die. It's going to be terrible. So there's that. Uh, and then you must, you must, before you fire the Ham's Beer shit cannon, fill up the bowl with water. So you, you push the thingy on the floor just like a little bit, and then it fills up with water, and then you go. Will he remember that? Of course not. Will I uh, return later on and find no fan on and an actual beached turd uh, in the freaking thing because uh, there was no water in it? Absolutely. This is probably all going to be a thing. He will be with us. I'm sure there will be something ridiculous. I'm uh, completely trying to uh, 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 warn you ahead of time. There might be an unbelievable moment on the Monday or Tuesday Eric Zane Show podcast. Uh, no podcasting Monday because of Memorial Day. All right. I'm taking a long weekend. Friday, Monday, no podcasting. I'm looking forward to it. Be able to see my dad. I haven't seen him since October. Haven't, I haven't given him a hug in a year. Maybe more than. Wow. Holy cow. So there you go. I am uh, excited about that. I'm excited also about you getting an Eric Zane Show podcast t-shirt. Go to ericzanechow.com. Click on merch. Please do it. And uh, shop. Take a look at what we have. We have uh, uh, coffee mugs, Dear Meathead coffee mugs, Dear Meathead t-shirts, Eric Zane Show podcast coffee mugs, t-shirts, everything. All there. Phone cases. Just about anything you could want merch-wise is all at ericzanechow.com. Click on merch. And the live stream and open of the Eric Zane Show podcast brought to you this time around by A&E, heating and cooling. My goodness. Um, the warm months are here in West Michigan. If you have any issues at all, you need to uh, call Joe Martinez at A&E Heating and Cooling. And if it's, uh, hey, man, I need a new uh, air conditioner, please drop Joe's name. If you have a friend or a family member that's looking at this, just say, all right, yeah, fine. I know you don't know this guy, but Zane talks about him. Uh, go ahead and get a uh, estimate from whom, uh, from whom, uh, whomever. Get one from Joe, though, too, and he's going to beat them. A&E Heating and Cooling online at aeheatingcooling.net. Uh, also, if you have, uh, if you've used Joe's before, Joe before, don't forget to uh, hire him for an AC tune-up. $79, 616-516-8579 for A&E Heating and Cooling. Okay? Thank you so much to Joe. And if you get any uh, air conditioner installed, he's going to install the best in the business, the Comfort Maker brand of air conditioner. 
and he will install the Remy Halo. Remember the Remy Halo? It's going to clean the air in your home for free. That thing is awesome. He will install it for you. It's like a six, $700 value installed for free from A&E Heating and Cooling. We've got a car dealership on the show. Sarah Honda Granville. Online at sarahondagranville.com. That's S as in Sam, E-R-R-A. Sarah Honda Granville.com. You can also shop in person if you're uh, if you're okay with that. In West Michigan, they are on Kenowa Avenue, right near 44th Street and uh, 196 there. Can't miss it. Go uh, check out the amazing brand-new inventory, certified pre-owned. They even have a used car section there all on one campus at Sarah Honda Granville. Thank you so much. If you go in there, uh, drop the name uh, Cameron or Thad. Say, I need to see one of those guys for uh, whatever you're shopping for. And mention my name. Mention my name to whoever you're, you're involved with there when it comes to shopping for a new car. You know, the power is in the hands of the customer these days. Car dealers know that most shoppers have an unbelievable wealth of knowledge about the products. Okay? Uh, the internet has made us all experts on car buying. And uh, most people do their homework. They encourage that. All they ask is that when you're thinking about making a final purchase of a brand new or certified pre-owned Honda, you call upon Sarah Honda Granville. Okay, you're going to love this next story. It is. Uh, it comes to us uh, from um, right at the very tip top of the lower peninsula of Michigan. Mackinac City, not Mackinac Island. Mackinac City is your last stop before the, uh, what the hell is that bridge called? Mackinac Bridge. How could I forget the name of the Mackinac Bridge when I'm talking about Mackinac City? Okay, you stop there, Mackinac City, and uh, you can take the ferry to Mackinac Island. Now, make no mistake. Everything about this portion of the state is shit. Every single bit of it. If you like uh, tons of tourists, massive price gouging, uh, 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 shit that you will not enjoy like mini golf, uh, overpriced food, horrible service, uh, shitty hotel rooms, go. That This is what you can expect at a fucking tourist hellhole like Mackinac City and Mackinac Island. Let, let me also say this. Uh, these parts of Michigan, these uh, these places that have these tourist attractions in on the island and in Mackinac City, for some reason, they uh, people like this shit. And I, I can't figure out why anybody even goes there. But whole families, I mean, I could, underst- I could understand going to like Disney World or Cedar Point, or, or, or whatever, because there's rides, there's attractions. Why the fuck would you travel that far in, in, in through Michigan just to sit there and do the same shit that anybody can do in any town for about a third of the price? It is an absolute abortion. Uh, I, I do not give the Eric St. Joe podcast tourist stamp of approval to Mackinac City or Mackinac Island. Fuck both of those places. I hate those places. They're the absolute worst. Uh, uh, oh, my God. So if, you, if your family ever says, hey, let's go to Mackinac City. 
just say no, fuck you. That's what you that's what you tell kids who want to go there. And any kid that thinks that that place is fun, they're an asshole too. Uh, I can like I said, go to Cedar Point. There there uh hell, uh, Michigan's Adventure, which is a, a dumpster fire, is better than Mackinac City. At least there's rides there. Sure you might lose an arm on the ride, but who gives a shit, you know? All right. So avoid that. And Frankenmuth is right in there too. Any place that the that the main industry for attracting people is uh you know uh, overpriced food and mini golf is bullshit. That is not tourism. That's just shit that they that's taking shit, putting a bow on it, and then throwing out an ad campaign, and people go, yeah, let's go, because people are idiots. That's why people go to places like this. Absolute garbage. Okay. So the family decides to go, and even though I've, uh, you know, family decides to go up to Mackinac City on the, and they're going to spend the night in Mackinac City, and then uh, from there, travel uh, to on the ferry to Mackinac Island. They stop at a hotel room for the night in Mackinac City. The next day, they're going to go on the ferry to Mackinac Island. It's a, it's a mom, her five kids and a friend and they they go there's a problem though so uh, i'm i'm gonna let the story it's from channel four in detroit describe what's happening sorry it starts with her cell phone video of the guy the the guy behind the desk treating this lady like shit you're causing damage is not gonna pay for us you're an idiot the viral video at the center of the controversy a flooded bathroom had the mother rushing down to the front desk in the middle of the night at the Crown Choice Inn and Suites. The abuse hurled at her. She recorded on video. Mara McDonald live downtown tonight. Mara, she was there with her friend and their five children, and they were told to leave immediately? At 2.30 in the morning, Devin, with absolutely nowhere to go, they ended up driving 60 miles to Gaylord to find a room. It took me a while to process what actually happened. It was supposed to be a fun trip for two moms and their kids up to Mackinac City. They checked into the Crown Choice Inn and Suites. It was just not in good condition and our kids didn't even want to stay there. She could live with it for a night. They were heading to Mackinac Island the next day. Everybody goes to bed at 11 when her son hears water running. The toilet is overflowing. Bila runs downstairs for help. She sure didn't get any. I was laying in bed. With my children. Am I giving you permission to, to record me? No. Nope. I give you permission. I'll just record your well. I was laying in bed with my children, and your bathroom started flooding. So your response is You're, you rented the room. It's your bathroom, ma'am. No, it's not. You're I don't. Responsible for that room. No, I'm not. Okay. Oh, did you hear what he said? She goes, "Yeah, the the bathroom's flooding." Now, at, at any other hotel, they would say, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry." They take care of that, you know, right away. That you know. He goes, oh, no, it's your room. You're responsible. It's like, yeah, she's not, he's not a landlord. She's not renting, the, renting a house, you asshole. And even if even if if you were a landlord, you would still fix the problem. It doesn't. That isn't how hotels work, you stupid son of a bitch. Can you believe this guy? And all the while, he's just looking at his phone, giving her uh, snarky answers. And your bathroom started flooding. So your response is? You're, you rented the room. It's your bathroom, ma'am. No, it's not. You're I don't. responsible for that room. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. 
No, I'm not. You can stop being an idiot. I'm an idiot. Okay? And, and, and start thinking with your mind, okay? Stop being a Democrat, a dumb Democrat. Oh, okay. And go to your room, pack your stuff, and leave. What? He keeps going. Do you own this hotel? Yeah, it's family owned. Get your stuff and get out. Bila got her fellow mom and all the kids packed up around 2 a.m. after the man at the front desk called the police on her. I want them to know that we're very sorry for what happened. Um, my family in no way agrees with anything that was said or how, how anyone was treated. Owner Joe Ligio says that's his cousin Benny on the video, ah. who he has now suspended while the family figures out whether he's going to be fired. He's apologized profusely. He understands that what he did was wrong. Um, there's no excuses. I would implore them to look into the reviews and the complaints that are posted on the Better Business Bureau, because that's what I did when I got home and I had no idea. That's how I get results. <laughs> idea. Um, this was not an isolated incident. Back here live, I asked Bila, how did politics end up getting inserted into this whole mess? She says she doesn't know. She thinks maybe it's because she had her mask on. Uh, this was on April 9th during spring break, so they were doing their best to keep the kids safe. That's her best guess at this point. Joe Leggio has sent her an email apologizing for the whole thing and offering up uh, a free stay at the hotel. She's really not interested in returning. We're live downtown tonight. I'm Mara McDonald, oh, Local 4. Wow. All right, Mara. She's my spirit animal. <laughs> Let's call the hotel. Good morning, Crown Choice. One moment, please. By the way, we had a similar type of interaction listening to On Hold Music uh, on the Patreon a couple days ago. Calling a uh, calling that school that photoshopped the girls' boobies, picked the boobies out of their, their, their cleavage. That one got off the rails. What is going on? All right, I'm going to give it a little bit more time. Come on. Okay, let's try this again. You know, they're getting inundated. Believe that guy though. Go fix your own room, he says. <laughs> Tyler. Asshole. Okay, we're gonna have to come back to this. One more try. Hold on. I thought somebody might have picked it up right there. 
Uh, Jason says they're busy giving cousin Benny his write-up. What happened to Benny? He's Benny the Wonder Dog. Benny the Wonder Dog. Benny the one I Wonder Dog. Yeah! He's Benny the Wonder Dog. Benny the Wonder Dog. Benny the one I Wonder Dog. Put me on hold again. Don't you wanna? Right. I can only imagine what is going on there. We will uh, try that again a little later on. Got plenty of time to try to get a hold of the Whatever, crown choice in and sweet. Boy, he was such a dick. Benny needs his ass kicked. You can't treat people like that. You're an idiot. You must be a Democrat. And they're, I don't even know why the hell he said that. It might have been because I was wearing a mask, they said. But I, I don't know. My God. So stupid. All right. Uh, well, the good news is they're still going to get to go to Mackinac. Mackinac Island for fudge, horse shit, overpriced food, and walking, and maybe some bike riding. All right. Another story out of the uh, great state of Michigan is yet another story of someone um, unlawfully imprisoned for life is now freed. Gilbert Lee pool he was 22 years old about when he was accused of murder okay and he left prison yesterday here he is an image of him leaving the correctional facility in uh, uh, jackson michigan with his attorney this is another one of these uh that gets in the hands of like one of these, uh, uh, what are they called? Like, uh, um, like the, the law firm exists to just kind of, um, like one of these innocence projects. And I think that's actually what it's called. The Western Michigan university Cooley law school innocence project. A lot of these, uh, law schools, they, they, um, take these cases like this and then they, they kind of, uh, get a fresh set of eyes on them. But this one, I'm just, amazed that it took this long because it was DNA evidence that showed that he had nothing to do with this. And, uh, there, there used to be a type of, um, um, uh, evidence gathering from, um, a dental bite, bite marks. And they, 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 it's been proven to be completely, um, ineffective. But back then in 1980, whatever, it was like, Oh yeah, this is, this is, uh, a uh, solid as a rock case because we got the bite marks. We know it's him, but this guy had nothing to do with it. And he's been in prison for 32 years just sitting there staring at walls. And, uh, uh, he's, he indicated in the story that he had been uh, trying to, um, exonerate himself. Hey, I'm, I'm innocent. And here's what I have to, to prove that. And nobody would listen to him. It wasn't until this, uh, this Cooley law school, got behind him that it ended up working out he says quote i have to say that i didn't understand what was happening back in 1988 when i came to court to be tried for a murder i didn't commit 
Uh, at 22 years old, I'm a thousand miles away from anyone. I know I stopped my feet and kicked and screamed and said, this is not right. Authorities said he was exonerated by the DNA evidence and discredited bite mark comparisons. The conviction was vacated after work by his attorney um, with the Innocence Project. Uh, a person named Robert Meha, his body was found June 7th, 1988 near a running path in Pontiac, Michigan. He was stabbed to death. He was last seen leaving a Pontiac bar with another man. Months later, Poole's then-girlfriend said he did it. An expert in, I don't know what his connection to the guy was. I don't know if they just said, yeah, hey, guess what? I think this guy did it. Was it like that? I don't know. Uh, they, they compared the bite marks. and They said, oh, yeah, these are his teeth. This is him, man. He's like, the fuck they are. They're not my teeth. My teeth did not make those marks. He was convicted in a jury trial of felony murder and given a mandatory sentence of life in prison without parole. I cannot imagine if you are uh, 22 years old and and they they say, okay, here you go. This is this is what you've got. You're guilty, and you didn't actually do it. You had nothing to do with it. I mean, I it's just insane to think about what would be going through a person's mind. Poole indicated, excuse me, I spent decades learning, reading, studying law, but none of that was working. I was still here. It wasn't until I surrendered to a higher power and God stepped in and sent me a band of angels, the law school, to look past the rules and regulations and look to see who was standing here in the furnace. I I was standing here in the furnace. I didn't belong here. I got to thank each and every one of you. Without you, this wasn't possible, he said, outside of uh, the prison. Uh, Advancements in DNA testing, experts decades later were able to determine that crime scene evidence, including blood stains on and around the victim, were not his. It did not match the DNA or the victim. It belonged to an unknown person. Meanwhile, bite mark analysis, once considered ironclad evidence, has since been discredited and is considered unreliable by scientific and legal communities. What I want to know is how long has it been since that's been discredited? How long has it been since you've had the DNA analysis? The, the proof, okay, what, that what was uh, exonerated uh, him. So Because in my opinion, um, when that is, because oftentimes you hear about this information gets put forth and then, oh boy, you know, the door is going to open. Then three years later, so-and-so gets out of prison. I've always been like, how can that be? You know, I mean, you would think they'd be like, get him out of there immediately. Get him out of there, put a tether on him, and then we'll sort the rest out later, you know? And it doesn't really say how much time has passed since the so-called evidence was determined to be, um, to exonerate him, you know? I mean, because if it's me, it's like, Fuck, get him out of there. Get him to his home. Get him to his family. Think about this guy, though. He doesn't have any family. Everybody left him. It's terrible. It's really, really sad. Um, The findings by the WMU Cooley Law School Innocence Project led the Attorney General's Conviction Integrity Unit to conduct an extensive review. Investigators determined he had nothing to do with it. Mr. Poole's conviction was based on unreliable evidence, including the bite mark comparison, which was not based on science, said his attorney, Marla Mitchell uh, Sishan. Uh, served, began life sentence being served June of 1989. Has been released in court. Is the assistant attorney general, director of the conviction integrity unit, said she was struck by Poole's grace and humbleness. She said she was embarrassed that Poole felt grateful to those who helped free him. Yeah, can you imagine being the AG? You're like, oh, my God. 
his entire life has been in prison. His adult life has been in prison. My gosh. Oh, that freaks me out. On behalf of the state of Michigan, we are deeply sorry for your pain and for the years of your life that have been taken away from you. We can't ever get it back. She said that the years spent spent in prison were something that should never have been taken. She said that Poole told the judge at sentencing that he wasn't guilty and that he hadn't killed anyone and never would. And quote, so help me God for the rest of my life. I'm going to turn this thing around and I'm it's not going to stand at this. And he was right. Uh, Mitchell Sashan Poole's attorney told the judge that her client suffered greatly, but he never gave up quote for 42, 32 years. You have been called a killer. Friends and family have all moved on. She said. His parents died while he was in prison. My gosh. Essentially, your honor has uh, essentially your honor has lost everything. We are his family. We are proud to stand in that role today. She said she has worked with him for she has worked with him for many years. She has learned that he's in, uh, quote. He's intelligent. He's thoughtful. He's kind. He's an accomplished artist. And mostly important, he has a great sense of humor. Well, you're going to need a good sense of humor. If 32 years behind bars. Hold on a second. Daisy, you're snoring way too much. Let's, let's, uh, hold on a second. I got to come back with it. This is dogs driving me crazy. Enjoy this. Stupid fucking hippie. Take a shower, hippie. Smelly shit, hippie. Dirty fucking Uh, let's see here. This uh, organization in 2019, the attorney general's office and WMU Cooley Innocence Project received grants from the U.S. Department of Justice to screen claims of innocence and conduct DNA testing and review cases where unreliable forensics led to conviction. So, you know, this is just one. Can you imagine the, the backlog of cases? That's some scary shit. Um, okay, so what is this worth? If it's you, you're 22 years old, your whole family hates you, your mom and dad are dead, you never got to see them again for the rest of your life, you know, uh, you, you, you couldn't get any education, you couldn't get a job, uh, you have no money whatsoever to, take, to help you take care of yourself when you get old, you're starting from scratch at age 50-whatever. What are we talking about here? I would think that the state of Michigan uh, would give them a giant novelty check for an unbelievable amount of money for all of this, right? There's got to be something at work here. And, I, and you know, honestly, um, it doesn't really get into what his next move is. But if, it's, if I'm him, first of all, I'm not this nice. I, am, uh, I walk out of prison with double-barreled Brian Cox middle fingers and I say, fuck you, Michigan. Uh, uh, hell hath no fury like a dude in prison for something he didn't do. Get ready. You better bend over because it's coming. And then, you know, you're not so nice about it. I, I, I don't want this guy humble. This guy should not be humble. He should be aggressively mad. All right. 
the story goes on to indicate that he is entitled to something. Now, I'm guessing the state of Michigan is going to say, what, give him several million dollars to get him going, right? Because, I mean, they basically took 32 years of earning and, you know, he could maybe he wanted to become a doctor. Who knows? That, I tell you what, that'd be the first thing that I would say if I was um, uh, exonerated. I'd say, well, you know, I was going to be a urologist and, uh, you know, a salary of that is $500,000 a year. So start there. And, uh, and that's just the beginning. No, no. Prisoners in Michigan who are exonerated receive, are you ready for this? Uh Uh-huh. They get free housing for up to one year. And two years of services offered by the state Department of Corrections Offender Success Program. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Does that seem tempting? That's right. Uh, Two years of services offered by the State Department of Corrections Offender Success Program. First of all, fuckheads, this is not an offender. This is some guy wrongly convicted of something he had nothing to do with. So fuck you and stick your fucking free housing up your ass, too. Uh, The Department of Corrections Offender Success Program includes help for job placement, job training, transportation, work clothes, and tools and vital documents. Yeah, uh, no, we're not working. There's no work involved here. The guy who's kept in prison for something he is never going to work a day in his life. He better not. If anybody deserves to not work, it's the guy who's been fucking on the chain gang, uh, 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 working, you know, uh, in in prison, making license plates or fucking doing laundry of for uh, for other criminals and uh, uh, fearing for his life, uh, wondering if he's going to get shanked or raped in the shower. Eat shit. Eat tons of shit. Oh my gosh! Wow. The nerve to even throw that out there. Yeah, we've got some work placement for you. Lifetime supply of hams and hot pockets. Tandy says, don't you worry. Gretchen's going to fight for him. Maybe. A big, big financial settlement. Tyler says a million dollars per year incarcerated. Yeah, I think that's fair. Al says $100,000 a year, tax-free tax, uh, tax free for time served. Well, whatever. As long as it's, it's so uh, um, uh, extravagant that he doesn't have to work ever, ever. He's already, he's already is in retirement right now so that he can put this behind him. Yeah, I want to follow... Uh, this one to see exactly where this goes. Hmm. Holy crap. All right. Let's try uh let's try this hotel. Maybe they've got a uh plan 
here at the Crown hey. Show. Hello, how are you? Hello, hello? I think what's going on is they're being inundated with calls and they just put them all, hey, thanks for calling, hold, and then they wait for you to hang up. I think that's what we're dealing with. Fortunately, we have nothing but time. Yeah, these guys are public enemies. Public enemy number one. beauty of this is we can wait like a week and like still come back to it and the story's just as fresh because Crown Chicken and Sweets good morning I help you hey there hi how are you is this Mrs. Legio pardon is this the owner no sir I'm not the owner oh I'm sorry sorry to bother you man this is Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show podcast I was calling about Benny what's his problem oh <laughs> Okay, everybody needs a call. Crown Chicken and Sweets, good morning. I'm going to help you. Hey, ma'am, sorry. Uh, we got cut off. This is Eric One again. moment, sir. Just a moment. Oh. Um, I noticed that you could hear a phone ringing while she was picking it up. So there's still probably more people calling. Okay. I'm going to write the number down on the live stream. All have to call and ask about how, why is Benny such an asshole? There you go. That's the number 231 436 5829. Hello. 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 Aram is uh, is on. He says, "Hey, hey, ask if you can make a reservation, and then ask the questions like making small talk." That's not a bad idea. I'll try that again. I should have known that. Tormenting this woman doesn't help. Kate, quit. Just relax. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm not tormenting anybody. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't even say anything. Why? Why you're putting the cart before the horse? Choice. One moment, please. Ha. Dirk says, don't dox him because one employee was an asshole. Well, you, anybody can look it up, stupid. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? All I want to do is talk to Benny or get some questions answered, and you fucking snowflakes are freaking out. Shut up, Dirk. Oh, <laughs> now it's like, oh, God, forget it. All right. 
Uh, I just want answers, guys. That's all. All right. Speaking of criminals, uh, Throat Slash Dale, former criminal, has uh, turned his life around with superior, that's a great segue, superior cleaning and power washing. 231-740-4098. 231-740-4098. You need any type of power washing done, this is who you call. Throat Slash Dale. It will, it will do you right. Uh, save you a lot of money. He's the best in the business. And uh, and it's Dale. We love Dale. So call upon him. 231-740-4098 in and around West Michigan. Cornhole America. Love them. Cornholeamerica.com. Sending brand new cornhole boards anywhere in the USA. Uh, check them out on their website. These are custom-made professional cornhole boards. Yes, they are more expensive than any th- any other types of uh, cornhole boards that you will buy at the store. That's because they are not shitty. You will never have to buy another set of cornhole boards again. So get a set and enjoy your backyard, okay? Maybe you have a wedding coming up with a little outdoor setting. Uh, order some uh, cornhole boards. The uh, Your guests will love it. You know, not everybody wants to sit there and dance on the dance floor at the wedding couple of guys want to maybe have uh, have a couple of beers and maybe smoke a cigarette or a cigar out there. Cornholeamerica.com. Put whatever custom design you want onto a set of cornhole boards. And don't forget about them for Father's Day. Father's Day is fast approaching. Cornholeamerica.com. Okay. While I'm at it, uh, my friends at Prince Army are inviting you to check them out uh, for gun school CPL training at Prince Army better check out the next class okay it's going to cost you 125 dollars for everything you need to know for all the classwork from prince arming once you take the class you are certified you can then go and apply for your pistol license in the great state of michigan okay so if you are in west michigan please think about them Uh, we've got classes coming up later on this summer as soon as uh, they are scheduled i will let you know Prince Arming, online at princearming.com, or search them out on Facebook, at Prince Arming. Thank you so much. And uh, there you go, 125 bucks. Again, uh, when you go to the class, you don't need a pistol or anything, so don't, like, go and buy your pistol and then take the class. Uh, just take the class, and then, uh, you know, in fact, you can pick the brain of Steve Prince as to uh, what could be a good uh, pistol for you, and there's also range times. You can get your hands on a gun, see what works best for you. Thank you to my friends at Prince Army. Okay. Uh, where are we? Or you could just move to Maine and carry freely, says Patriot Nick. Tio says, what was that number again? Uh, and uh, it's posted in the comments. Patriot Nick says, it's public information, Dirk. It's a business. If they didn't want it out there, it wouldn't be out there. Yeah, what the fuck's going on with Dirk today? In fact, I'm calling again. Fuck you guys. I want to talk to these people. Yeah, man. Hey, it's not anybody's fault. Who gives a shit? This is the way it goes. This is this is this is why you don't hire assholes. Morning, Crown Choice. One moment, please. Ah.
Hey, Siri. Call Pooh. Oh, shit. Oh, no, no, no. I don't want to call Paul. Son of a bitch. Why does that always happen? Hello? Hello? Ooh, you okay there? <clears throat> yeah, I had a frog in my throat. Yeah. This is the nurse's station. How's everything going? I'm pretty good. I'm actually up and sitting downstairs in the recliner right now, drinking a cup of coffee. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good deal. So I'm doing pretty well. All right. I had to kick Daisy out snoring way too much. Oh, you had her in your room? Oh, in your room? In your studio? Yeah. And it was just it was just driving me crazy. I don't even think you could hear it. Well, some people could hear it, but uh, oh, dude. it was just, she just, I, I, it's amazing how loud it is. <laughs> oh, dear. So where is she? I think she's, she come to- no, I think she's locked in the closet. Oh. So she's probably pissed off. Oh dear. Um, so you're are you on speakerphone? No. Okay. You, you, can your can your brother hear us? Mm-hmm. Okay, turn the volume down. So it's real okay. quiet. So it's real quiet. Yeah. Okay, it's way down. Yeah. Okay, we gotta go over the ground rules with him about the toilet in the uh in the camper. Oh yeah. I mean, there's a set of, there's a protocol in place that needs to happen <laughs> because if he doesn't, he's going to destroy it and we're all going to die. Yeah, right. We can't have that. Oh, and, Lord. and you haven't been up there with him. You know how uneven the ground is? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if you'll be able to do it because of, you know, you're, you're kind of the walking wounded, but right. I got to go everywhere with, I got to hold on to him. I'll get a stick like what your dad has. A stick, like a cane? Yeah. Well, he has a cane somewhere. He does. I don't know where it happened to it. I think I threw it away. Oh, my God. No, I that was dumb. I didn't throw it away. It's, I'm not sure where it is. Okay. Um, it was in the garage. Uh, so Josh says his, he wants to know if you're staying in the old trailer. No. No, Josh. We're bringing, we're bringing the camper. So there's going to be two of them up there. So th- that's kind of that. We can we can put them in there with the yeah, mice. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, actually. With the mice. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, actually. And that bed back there. No, no, because he gets up every three minutes to pee, okay? And it's right, right out the back door. No. No, we can't, because he's going to fall out, and then he's going to die. <laughs> We cannot have that. All right. Um, all right. So there you go. And it's, it's, hey, this graduation, there's no way this graduation tonight is going down. You don't think so? It, I know. They, there's like an 80% chance of rain, I, right? No. The guy I l- watched this morning said 100% chance of rain. And once it starts, it doesn't stop. As soon as you feel a sprinkle, you've got minutes before it's going to be a soaker. Oh, great. So there's no way this graduation is going down tonight. Unless no, if it starts later than they thought, but it's looking so it's a stone cold lock. That's dumb. Yeah. So uh the, too bad it wasn't last night. Last night would have been a perfect night. I know it. I know it. So it's gonna suck. And uh so now when does that thing get moved? June first. When is that? Is that Tuesday? Tuesday? 
Yeah. All right. Okay. So uh, on that uh, rehab that you did yesterday, when the guy was like moving your, all he's doing was like he was getting range of motion, right? Uh-huh. He didn't I'm do stretching it a little bit. Can you believe how long this is going to take? No. He said it's going to take weeks, months. All right. Well, didn't the doctor say it's going to take a year? Well, a year before I can like lift weights and like do stuff like that. A year but... till you can lift a weight? Mm-hmm. Oh. That's what he thinks. But this is worse. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll prove them wrong. This is worse than like cancer. Oh, my God. Oh. I'm telling you. It's not worse than that, but I'm telling you, it's no fun. My God. Like, like last night, just out, like out of the blue, I'd be sleeping, and all of a sudden, just a surge of pain would go through my shoulder out of for no reason. Like I didn't even move my shoulder or anything. It just like. Okay, now it's it been just, it's been a great amount of time since I have been inside of your vagina. Oh my god! How much time until we can have sex? I need to know. A, I need a tangible number. Um, when I can actually move my arm without pain, unless I can just lay there. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Lord. I know. What about an HJ with, with your bad hand? No, that wouldn't you, be hey, hey, you're not very coordinated. Hey, he didn't operate on your mouth. All right, got to go. <laughs> you're, honey, your butt's fine. Hey, got to go. I'll see you later. Okay. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Okay. I might need some food in a little bit. How much longer are you going to talk here? I'll be done by 10. Okay. Bye. Okay. See. Zane, don't, don't call him. You can't be mean to people, Zane. God, these people. Always one moment. Shit. Yeah, they're not even giving you a chance to say anything. I actually like the technique. If you're getting inundated with the phone calls, I mean, you it, that's that's a fair effort on their part. You know that that's gamesmanship. Lisa says, "Poor Queen of the Forest. She has to put up with this." Yeah, I know. It's part of it. Um, okay. Thank you to Dirk for sending this one along when he's not yelling at me for making prank calls and doxing people. As he says, he's sending good stories. All right. This happened in Barcelona, Spain. looks like to be some type of plaza where they have like, uh, I don't know, uh, artwork. And what we have here is a what looks to be a like size, uh, like size, a life size paper mache uh, dinosaur, a stegosaurus. So it's on all fours. It's got the uh, uh, plates going up his back. You know, it's like a super large cow with a tail and plates like Godzilla on his back. That's a stegosaurus. And some artists made a paper mache stegosaurus. 
And a dad and his son are checking it out. And he's like, Dad, this is pretty cool. And, uh, and, and, and when I say dad and son, it's not like a little kid. It's, uh, it's an adult son and a dad, and they're, uh, they're, they're checking it out. And while they're getting close to it, they're like, it stinks. It smells like shit. What? Why? This is terrible. It smells, it smells like death. It smells like uh, a rotting uh, roadkill. I mean, you ever smell roadkill? Or if you've ever had the unpleasant experience of being around a dead person when they're actually found dead for way too long, and you're like, oh, my God. That's what they smell. Like, where the fuck is this coming from? Is it on my shoe? What the? Huh? They're looking around. Or they, Holy shit, it smells bad. They like uh, tip somebody off. They go, "Hey man, it smells like shit over by the stegosaurus." And they go, "Is it? it did, did, did the artist intentionally put shit, or a, uh, did he put roadkill up the asshole so it would smell like a dinosaur or something like that?" Uh, so then they go, "No, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about." So then this guy goes back, and there's like a little opening. It's like a um, in, in part of the making of it, there was like a like an opening at the leg joint or something like that. And he kind of holds his cell phone light up to it. And he looks in there and it's lit well enough. And there's a dude in there. There's a, a guy in there and he's fucking dead. There's a dead body inside of the dinosaur. Rotting. What? Now, my first thought is paper mache. If you're making it on the outside, you wait, what? What's going on here? Is there now what I'm looking at, if you were to uh I, I'll link I'll put it up here on the uh on the on the screen share so you can see what I'm seeing. Okay. Look. You can't there, there's like no way to get inside of it that we can see, but maybe on the other side of it there's like an opening, I guess. I have no idea, but you would this isn't that gigantic of a thing. It's like uh, maybe eight foot tall, 10 foot tall tops from the top of its body down to its feet. Cops said, yep, 39-year-old guy had been reported missing. And uh, sure enough, they found the dude inside of there. Firefighters had to cut the statue open in order to get the body out. So I don't, did the artist put him in there or something? What is going on here? The man found inside the paper mache statue has not been identified, had allegedly attempted to, was attempting to get his phone (laughs) that he dropped in the statue and then he fell inside of it and became trapped upside down. This is so weird. So he's, okay, if you're in there, and you can't get out, can't you say, What? Uh, police have yet to confirm what the cause of death was and are awaiting on an autopsy report, but said no foul play was suspected. And that's it. That's all we know. This dead guy was found inside of a stegosaurus. This is so strange to me. So many questions. How was it? Did he get put in while they were making it? No. They they said he dropped his cell phone. Dropped his cell, is it, So there's an opening you can fall in to this statue? You fall into a statue. And if he did fall in, 
it's not that hard to get out. I mean, at the very, at the worst, it's paper mache. You can fucking smash the belly of this thing and you can get out. You can bust out of it. That actually would be kind of fun. So now people, and, and I don't even know if the guy got out of there right away because uh, there's like a memorial. They, they, they're like, oh, no, he's dead inside of there. And people are bringing flowers and putting him at the, I swear to God, putting him at the feet of the dinosaur. Like, oh, God, and he's still in there. Oh, holy shit. They're so on to me. Oh, fuck. To a point now where they don't even say, thank you for calling, please hold. They just pick it up and hang up. We've got another radio idiot in trouble. That's what I titled this uh, live stream of the podcast. Another radio person has done something stupid. Okay. That coming up along with audio. It's terrible. It's not terrible like I'm offended. I'm not offended. And it shouldn't be offensive. Okay? It's one of those things. But I just cannot believe radio people are this stupid knowing that in that whole medium, you cannot do this. This is not acceptable. And uh, I I don't know if they know that. It's just just crazy. I'll, I'll get to it in a second. Uh, thanks again to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Okay. Anywhere in the United States except Maine, South Carolina, Alaska, and Hawaii. Call upon Mario and just pick his brain about mortgage possibilities. It could be a refi. Could be you're just, hey, I'm getting a new home. I want to try Mario out or at least talk to him about it, about how he can work for them possibly. Or if it's your first time mortgage. Or if you're the guy or the girl who's like, shit, my credit stinks. There's no way I could possibly get a mortgage. Would you just call and put him to work? Okay. 231-332-6505. If you happen to go to voicemail, make sure in your message, you say, I listen to the Eric St. Joe podcast. Okay. I like you to drop my name because you get the extra red carpet treatment. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. My pals at BK Guns and Stuff. Uh, I just heard, who was that? I just got a uh, an email from, uh, I think his name is Randy, who reached out to me about um, working with my friends over at BK Guns and Stuff. That, uh, hell yeah, man. It has just been a, uh, uh, yeah, Rodney. I said Randy. It's Rodney. Sorry. Rodney. Right. Zane. I went over to BK Guns and Stuff. I went to see them to put a muzzle brake on my 450 Bushmaster. I have no idea what a 450 Bushmaster is, but it sounds big. This is the third time that I've called upon them to do work on my firearms, and every time they have done a great job. Have a great day. Keep up the great work. And then he says, the Ben and Eric podcast is the best. Signed, Rod. Thank you. That's awesome, Rod. I appreciate you for the uh, fine report. Please share your success stories about talking to 
uh, Eric Sancho podcast sponsors, working with them. I'd love to hear these success stories. Reach out to Benjamin at BK Guns and Stuff. Uh, honestly, the best way to do this is um, you can, first of all, go to their uh, Facebook page, the letter B, the letter K, Guns, the letter N, Stuff. The letter B, the letter K, Guns, the letter N, Stuff. Or just click on their logo at ericsaintshow.com. It'll take you right there, and you can go about it that way. Or send Benjamin a text, 616-902-2447. Hey, Benjamin, I'm in Dallas, Texas. How do I get you my gun for you to fix? Because I love Zane Show, and I want you to fix my weaponry because you're legendary. And then he'll text you back and get that ball rolling. You're going to have to send the gun to the mail. Yes, you can do that. 616-902-2447. All right. Latest radio idiot is a guy by the name of Tim Conway Jr. I wonder if Tim Conway Jr. is related to Tim Conway, legendary uh, uh, comedian. Let me ask that question to the internet. Is Tim Conway Jr. related to Tim Conway? A lot of people have asked that question. I'm sure it is. Yeah, I figured it would be because why else would you? You would want to use that name for um, credibility, you know? I mean, hey, it's Tim Conway's son, and he, in fact, is. He's the son of um, the late Tim Conway. I always thought it was hilarious. Uh, Tim Conway Jr. resides in Burbank, California, with his wife and as of right now he is in trouble all right tim conway jr works on some iheart radio station called kfi uh i mean not only is it radio which is shit it's am radio wasn't that a song by uh everclear everclear is that the name of the band or everlast ever something ever ready everclear am radio love that song He's on uh, with some lady named Sharon Bellio. The idea was, let's do a bit where you call up Sharon and you do a, a ridiculous impression of an Asian person, some Chinese guy or some Japanese guy. Now, of all the groups of people that right now you don't want to make fun of, it's Asians. Because every time you turn on the news, there's some poor 99-year-old Asian guy that some 25-year-old crazy fuck walks up to him and bashes him over the head with a sledgehammer or some shit like that. And I think, isn't May like uh, uh, is like Be Kind of Asian Month or something like that? It's It, it's, it actually has a name. Uh, Asian, I don't know what the fuck it's called. Uh, I'll get to it in the story. But uh, yeah, it, it, this is bad. This is really, really bad. You don't want to... You absolutely don't want to be taking a run at any group of people nowadays. Well, you know, the big ones. First of all, you can't make fun of black people. You can't make fun of uh, 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 Jewish people. You can't make fun of Asians. Um, Who else can you not make? You can make fun of Germans. You know, it's all like you got to know the playing field. And especially on, uh, on, on public airwaves like this. Um, that anybody can hear it, you know, and, and radio is, of course, garnered by the bottom line, and you don't want to be on the receiving end of somebody trying to cancel your ass because, holy shit, that can get pretty ugly pretty fast. So if you're in radio, you're aware of these things, okay? 
Uh, there, there's a set of rules that go on in radio right now. You don't make fun of Asians. You don't make fun of black people. You don't make fun of gays. You don't make fun of transgendered people. And then you stick to things like uh, uh, reading Reddit lists and, uh, hey, uh, let's how was your day today? You know, that's, you got to keep it safe. This is the, the, land, the landscape of radio these days. Uh, hey, let's, uh, what, what, uh, what happened to you today? Hey, I went for a walk. Oh, wow, that's great. Holy shit. Uh, let, uh, top five callers, who went for a walk today? Call into the show and we'll get your best take a walk stories. Oh, okay, great. That's how it has to be. And then you kind of just keep your fingers crossed that something funny happens. You hope that somebody gets in an argument and that, that's it. That's, that's all you can do. And it's not their fault. It's just the landscape, the lay of the land. There's, there's nothing that uh, can, you, I mean, there's, there's no way around that. Okay. However, sometimes radio fucking idiots think that they have to go this route or, or they forget. Or I don't, now, these are two older people. They're in their uh, 50s, no doubt. So I don't understand the bit and it's, it's, um, so them not knowing that you cannot get away with this type of shit is beyond me. I don't know. I mean, how can you being a radio veteran for as long as these two have, and I'm sure it's been a while, not know that making fun of people with using an Asian accent, you know, stereotypical, hiya, hiya, and you know, uh, hello, you know, shit like that, that that's not going to work. Okay. Um, so this happened on the show. I may have on the Patreon just did a black guy accent just a couple of days ago, full disclosure, but who cares? I'm on Patreon. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Uh, anyway, this bit, Tim Conway Jr. gets a whole, the, the co-host calls into the show, and I still don't know what the fuck is going on here. Yoko Sakamoto, you're on KFI. How are you? Oh, how are you? I'm Conway Jr. So she's just making weirdo noises. She's not even doing anything. You can't even understand what the fuck she's saying. Okay, here's the problem. First of all, it's not funny. Had it been funny, and you could even understand the jokes, at least you could fall back on, well, yeah, we're going to get fired, but at least it was funny. It's not. It's stupid. You can't even understand the idiot. And there, here you got Tim Conway Jr. Uh, his dad's looking down at him from heaven saying, you fucking idiot. This, this is not funny. You're going to get fired, and it's not funny. And how do you not know in this day and age in radio that you have to stick with uh, 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 fake emails and, uh, and fake pre-rehearsed, pre-written bits uh, with fake phone calls and, you know, just basically asking people how their day was and shit like that? How, how, can, you, how can you be doing anything other than that in this day and age? Everybody knows that if you're on the radio doing anything that is even remotely funny, you're going to get canceled. Most radio people are too worried about getting canceled and actually afraid to take a stand or talk about anything that anyone is talking about because they like don't want to get anybody mad. All that bullshit. For whatever reason. I can't blame them. I can't blame them. It's shitty.
Um, Tim Conway Jr. and the person making the call, Sharon Bellio, they've been suspended without pay for this stunt that they did in early May. Now, why it took so long, I have no idea. Uh, very strange. Bellio pretended to be Yuko Sakamoto, the wife of local sports radio personality Vic the Brick Jacobs. That's true. Uh, what followed was a five a five minute skit. Oh. They indicated uh, in the story it was more than just cringeworthy. It was cringeworthy because it was so shitty. And uh, May, I got it here. It's A-A-P-I, Asian American. What does that stand for? Asian American Pacific Islander. Is that what that means? Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month uh, was beginning. Angry listeners demanded the station take action. KFI's parent company, iHeartMedia, sent both of them home for a week. I, you know what's crazy is uh, how, how long it took to get them in trouble because typically what radio does is if a radio um, – entity has like talent that does shit like this what you do is you wait if you're management you wait to see if anybody noticed and if they noticed you wait to see okay what are the threats are they going to call on advertisers the second they start bringing the advertisers in and you start hearing from people saying hey you know i think we're going to pull back on the advertising where it's like oh my god holy fuck we lost one dollar holy shit lay everybody off oh my god this is fucking terrible you're suspended you're fired oh we're so upset even though it happened a month ago we were waiting to see if anybody would notice son of a bitch you got to be a real asshole if you get canceled or suspended for any amount of time in radio on am am oh fuck my God. Oh, that is terrible. So these two are fucking done for a little while at least. And then uh, and then the guy, Tim Conway Jr., he has to apologize. And I, and again, I I, uh, I I just never buy the apology. He says, my words tonight will never convey the shame that I am feeling because of my actions. And I just, I really want to apologize. Um, Was that her that said that? Oh, yeah, that was her that said that. Since then, KFI has been airing public service announcements about anti-Asian hate. God, that is so insulting. I mean, if is the idea, well, yeah, we had a host that are stupid and did dumb shit, so we're going to make it up to you by uh, uh, talking a big game. You know, you just, oh, God. And I just don't understand how radio people can be this dumb and not know the playing field that they are on, that they're on. Jesus. Zane, don't try it again. It's just not working. Yeah, I know. You know what? I, I want to. I really want to get a hold of these people. Crown 
Their day is coming. I'm going to get them one of these days. Maybe not today. All right. So radio guy's in trouble. I've got an email from Jesse I want to read to you. Jesse went to um, Las Vegas. And, uh, okay. This is what went down. Jesse went there, and his email about his uh, – it, it, it comes to us because of – I posted that, hey, uh, on yesterday's podcast, I'm going to be talking some, uh, some beauty tips, okay? And uh, I'll be weighing in on all of these things. All right. Jesse writes this. Hey, Zane, since I recently started a new job, I haven't really had the opportunity to listen to the podcast live. Listening to you stumble over naming the keto diet the other day was painful, like watching a scary movie and watching the dumbass go in a room that already knows knows the bad guy is in it. Also reading the podcast title about beauty and aging, anti-aging tips. I am sure they are cheaper than $3,000. I say that because I was on vacation last week and ended it in Las Vegas. Well, while there, I got swindled, he says, into dropping $3,000 on luxury beauty products for my wife. I bought this thing called Red Light Treatment Machine. I bought a red light treatment machine that supposedly cost $7,000 and a bunch of lotions and shit. At the time, it sounded great. The more I think about it, though, the more I feel like I got scammed. And I wrote, what the fuck is red light treatment machine? He says, it's like a vibrator for your face with lasers. Apparently, over time, it can help treat acne and wrinkles. This is the one we bought. I clicked on it. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and I wrote, wow, did you check product reviews? And he says, yes, after I bought it. So I got lucky, I guess. He says, a lot of people say it does actually work. And most of the complaints were that the machine stopped working and customer service sucks. Well, I think that that's a big deal. That probably would have swayed you. My wife has heard of red light, th- red light therapy before. I guess you can get it at the spa, but it's like 75 bucks a pop. The salesman was good, though. I give him that. Here's the story. Hang on. We were walking. We were walking by, and he said, hey, you want to try a free sample of whatever skincare product? It's closing time, so I'll give you extra freebies. I said no and kept on walking. Of course, my wife says she will take one. Then the guy wants us to, co- to come in the store. He did a treatment on both of us. Now, it did have instant results. My puffy eyes were no longer puffy, and I could feel my skin tightening. Weird shit, actually. He asked if we wanted to buy it. That's where it started. He said, now get this. This is a great salesman. So they've spent $0 at this point. But now he's managed to A, get their attention, B, make a quick sales line, C, get him into the store, D, put the material on his face. E, asked them to buy it. He said the smallest bottle is $400. I said, fuck that. So then he goes, all right, I'll give you the big one for the same price. We bought it. Then, before we go, 
He starts in with the red light thing on our faces. No noticeable difference. But then he showed us all these, quote, after one month of use, before and after photos. And I'm like, think to myself, how the fuck? So all you needs is a photo and you're going to be convinced of something? Don't you know what Photoshop is, really? Then he asked if we were interested in the machine. We said, how much? God, he's got to be thinking he's got himself a, a first-class rube. He said, yeah, this one's $7,000. I was like, nope. Then he said, well, all right. I have this other one. It's the same thing. But this one doesn't come with a lifetime warranty. It's only $3,000. I said, no. Then he says, okay. I'm going to offer you the same type of deal. You get the $7,000 one for $3,000. I told him that's still way more than I would ever pay for a skincare device. So then he said he will throw in three years of the skincare products with it. I was reluctant at that point. Now, again, all he has to show for it is his face tingles when you put the shit on. And he's thinking about it. I was still reluctant at that point, so he offered to knock off the $400 that I already spent in his store and $300 that I spent in an entirely different store in that mall. So he says, how much did you spend at the hat store? Oh, $300. Well, you know what? You spent that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to discount. I'm going to take that money that you spent and make it so that the hats you bought are free. And I'm going to give you the $400 that you spent. I'm going to give you your money back on that. And I'm going to give you the $7,000 red light flashlight dildo. I'm going to give you that for $3,000. So that's $7,700 worth of shit for $3,000. Actually, I take it back. He took, he gave him the $7,000 one for $3,000 minus $700. So that means $2,300 for the machine and the quote unquote free product. So no, actually he says he bought it. He spent $3,000 in the store after that steep. Okay. After the Vegas sales tax, $2,300 went to wow, $3,000. That is a lot of sales tax. I couldn't believe people paid this much for this shit, so I price-checked everything he gave me back at the hotel. He did this all back at the hotel. Oh, my God. Most people would have picked up their phone and went, hold on a minute here. I used Amazon for everything I could. For just the creams and shit that he, quote-unquote, gave us, it came to about $4,500. But a lot of the stuff was only available through the manufacturer website, so that makes me wonder how marked up it is. This one serum, serum was $1,500 on their site. I cannot imagine many people going to pay that. It probably cost the dude at the store like $20 wholesale and the machine $7,000 on the website, but I'm sure he's buying them for like $500. No, I think it's a lot less than that. You bought a fucking uh, Tamagotchi thing there. That's all you did. Makes uh, people like me feel like we got a deal. Oh my God. You were forcibly boned, Jesse. Oh, holy shit. Oh, my God. Nicholas says he's probably making $3,000, 3,000% profit. 
Chris says fifty dollars worth of shit for three thousand. You got a you got a, a thing that blinks, and uh, basically the same thing you can buy in the store. Oh my gosh! Did you get bent over? Whew. Patriot Nick says, "Hey, uh, I got some oceanfront property in Montana for him if he's looking to invest in real estate." Wow. Uh, going back to the AM radio story, he says it, Josh says it took so long because nobody listens to AM radio, and it took that long to surface, and someone decided to get butt hurt enough. Absolutely. Uh, and he says, uh, "What? Uh, who's making him apologize? The company that just fired him didn't get fired. He did not get fired. You need somebody. You need Tim Conway Jr. to man the AM station. Jesse, I cannot believe that happened, buddy." My God, please, Jesse, I need a report about how the red light, what the uh, red light treatment is doing for you. Please let me know. Ladies and gentlemen, we are moments away from the asshole of the day on the Eric Zane Show podcast. Here's your qualifying stories. 143 days till the Grand Rapids half marathon. Eric still struggling on the workouts. The NFK is going up north with us. The shit cannon fired yesterday. The Mackinac City hotel room moron asshole. How about the guy who got exonerated from murder after being in prison for 32 years? You know, I think that's, I think it's a two-horse race at this point. Mackinac City hotel room asshole. And, um, well, I guess the justice system, the state of Michigan for locking that guy up for 32 years. I don't know. Uh, A crazy guy found dead inside of the paper mache dinosaur. We talked about that. Radio idiot Tim Conway Jr. thought it'd be a good uh, good idea to do uh, Asian accent stupid bit on the radio. And we got Jesse. Jesse got fucking roped in Vegas for for skincare products and a red flashlight. (laughs) All these stories could contribute to our asshole of the day. All right, while you're enjoying the show, remember that if you have a business, reach out to me anytime, eric at ericsaintshow.com. If you want more information about how you can advertise on this show, it's that simple. I'll tell you all about it. That's no obligation on your part. All you got to do is send the email. Tell me more. That's it. Eric at ericsaintshow.com. My latest sponsor is Dumpster Divers. Not all dumpsters are created equal, okay? Theirs are clean, they're smaller, they're taller, gets the same amount of crap uh, crap inside of them, and you're not paying for extra weight that you will never, ever fill up. If you go to any other dumpster company in West Michigan, they're going to charge you for a weight limit that just by throwing out all the shit in your house or ripping shingles off your roof, there's no way in hell you're going to meet that weight limit. But you're paying for it anyway. Their price breaks are at a lower uh, weight point so that you don't overpay for something you don't need, okay? A lot of these dumpsters, the space that's in them, there's no way they could accumulate that much weight in them, but you're still paying for it. You've got a lower price point when you go to dumpsterdiversllc.com, dumpsterdiversllc.com, or just get to their website by clicking on their logo at ericsaintshow.com. It looks just like that over my shoulder. 
And so that's how they do it. And they can put a dumpster just about anywhere. If you're in a highly populated area, a city, whatever, outside of an apartment complex, maybe for commercial, whatever you need, they got it all. Or residential right in your house, uh, in, in your driveway of your house, not in your house, driveway of your home. And it's not a big, long thing with low walls, takes up all that space. No, high wall dumpsters, clean, all custom made for the folks at Dumpster Divers. They take care of their stuff so it doesn't look like shit. It's not all rusted out. And you got the boys from Dumpster Divers doing a great job, startup business, working together to make you save money when it comes to a dumpster. Okay? Yeah, it's just a dumpster, but still, they're not all created equal. You won't pay as much. And also what they do is when you fill it up with shit, your dumpster, they're going to look at what's inside of there. And if they're like, hmm, that can be donated. Hmm. We could we can make this available to some people. They're going to take shit out of there and then donate it. That's what they do at Dumpster Divers. That's true. Happens all the time. They uh, they shoot clever videos of some of the things that they found in a dumpster. You won't believe what people throw away. They're on Facebook, too. Dumpster Divers, LLC, on Facebook. Thank you so much for being part of this show. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid. How about this? Just picked up Madison's car yesterday. Nothing wrong with it. She's like, Dad! What? It's leaking fluid everywhere, and it makes a noise. Huh? Okay. So what did we do? We took it to Irvine's, E-R-V-I-N-E-S.com. They did a leaking fluid check. That's a thing. They checked all of the spots where fluid could be leaking. They reach back out to me. They go, hey, guess what? What is it? Yeah, what is it? Nothing. There are no leaks. She probably had a ton of condensation on the air conditioning. Happens a lot this time of year. There's nothing wrong with the car. Come get it. That's how it works. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid. I didn't have to really see anybody to get this done. I dropped the vehicle off. I was lucky enough to talk with Megan, so I did see her. Dropped it off. Everything else is done via email. Hey, here's what's right. here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a fluid check. Do you approve? Yes. Uh, they also sent me a link uh, in, the, uh, in the email. They wrote, we also um, want to let you know that these sensors that uh, measure how much air is in the tires, they're all bad. They need to be replaced. You want to do that. It's going to cost you this amount of money. No, I don't want that done now. Do not approve of that work. And then that's it. They fix what you approve. Next thing you know, hour later, they send you a bill via your uh, email. I paid it right here. And then they sent me another email. Okay, uh, you're going to be picking it up after hours? Yes. All right, your keys are in the lockbox. Here's the code. Boom, that's it. I didn't have to see anybody. It's awesome. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV, E-R-V-I-N-E-S.com. Check them out. If you're in West Michigan, that's who you need to fix your car. Last but not least, Gift of Life Michigan. Love you guys. Thank you so much. If you want more information about organ donation, uh, in the event that you you know take your dirt nap, you can't take it with you. Those organs can save eight lives. Make sure you are on the registry. So that if something untimely happens to you, uh, the Gift of Life can be given uh, by you because of your forethought your uh, selflessness, and taking care of your fellow man, okay? This is so simple. Harvest the organs, two kidneys, liver, pancreas, intestines, heart, lungs, all can be donated. Improving the lives for up to 75 people with various tissue donations and cornea donations, all because of you, because you are in the donor registry in the great state of Michigan. Thank you to my friends at Gift of Life Michigan. Get to their website by clicking on their logo that looks just like... That one at ericzanecho.com. All right. Let me see if we have any other uh, last-minute emails coming in. 
Uh, let's see. Another baseball fight involving a Dodger fan, this time in Houston. I know you love the Dodgers. All right, I'll get to that later. Thank you, Michael Ball. Idiot. All right. Asshole of the Day nominees. I've already told you, uh, Asshole of the Day, State of Michigan, for convicting an innocent man. Yeah, hard to overlook that one. Oh, man. Nick says, I'd rather be cussed out by Benny than sit in prison for 32 years of my life over a mistake that the state made. Hmm. Family. (laughs) Melissa says, asshole today, cousin Benny and the the family that owns a hotel for monopolizing Mackinac City. Tio says, asshole today, uh, AM radio guy. Andrea says, cousin Benny or the receptionist or the the receptionist, the receptionist at the hotel. One more try. One more try on the receptionist. That's it. Please hold. It's that one again. Well, this can't go on forever. I cannot believe that guy. Your asshole of the day is the state of Michigan. You're right. 32 years in prison. Holy shit. Again, in that story, I need to know when they found out about the DNA evidence. The legal system is so fucked. God, and it's and it's in out of all the legal systems, I think ours might be the best, and it's fucked. Holy shit! All right, that is your uh, asshole of the day. Uh, Chris says the salesman who uh, uh, sold Jesse the red light treatment guy. No way, that guy's a great salesman. If anybody should be asshole of the day, it should be dumb shit Jesse for blowing three thousand dollars like that. My gosh. You just doubled the cost of your trip, Jesse. You got to make better decisions. $3,000, man. That was ridiculous. I love you, man, but that was, uh, there's no way you should have blown that money. Holy crap. You could have at least said to your wife, all right, but we got to go to the bunny, bunny ranch and have a threesome or something like that. Okay, folks, thanks. Have a great uh, Memorial Day weekend, and I will talk to you live on Tuesday. Patreon bonus comes up in 51 minutes. Talk to you then. Thank you, folks. Bye-bye.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.